As we read the headlines and observe the world around us, it seems that everything is coming apart at the seams. And even though many claim to be spiritual or religious, there seems to be no peace among the masses. They chant the name of God like a mantra and chase after visions, dreams, and prophecies. But where is the love? Where is the peace? Where is the understanding that is supposed to come by following such a path? Could it be that hundreds of thousands of people are headed in the wrong direction and eventually will find that their faith has been shipwrecked and their souls broken? We're going to talk about it all next in the Mind's Eye Podcast. Stay tuned. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Paul James Caden. And today on the show, we are going to talk about chasing after dreams, visions, and prophecies. This is something that we've covered on the show before in different aspects, but I think right now this is a topic that bears talking about again, uh, but perhaps in a little bit different light. Because we all know that the world is in a lot of upheaval right now. Here in the United States, across the world, everything is in spiritual upheaval. Everything is in political upheaval. You watch the news, you see people all over the globe that are protesting and rioting and fighting one another. I think people are, are in a very confused place and a lot of folks don't know where their foundation is anymore in their lives. And some of these folks who don't know where their foundation is are spiritual people. They're, they're Christians, they're religious, and they're completely lost and angry and resentful. But why is this happening? Why are so many people finding themselves in this position. You know, I think I have to go back, honestly, before I was ever podcasting, and I could bring people on this show, relatives, friends, uh, my wife. I've been saying it for years, coming out of the evangelical uh, brand of Christianity, that eventually going the way that it was going, it was inevitably going to implode. Because it started out as something that I think was heading in the right direction as far as Christianity is concerned. Talking about the things in the Bible, talking about faith, talking about prayer. But it soon got very legalistic dogmatic, uh, even strange, if you will. And then everyone started getting on the prophecy kick. The Lord was saying all kinds of outrageous things through these uh, podium prophets, 
predicting outcomes of elections, who should be voted for. People aren't truly spirit-filled if they don't speak in tongues. You know, all of these ministers talk about, and and, and I knew a guy, there, there was a Christian bookstore I used to go to, and uh, this guy used to go around and, and hold meetings in different places of the country. And, uh, you know, he was another one. Oh, yeah, when we're having these meetings, the whole auditorium fills with the glory of God, the smoke and the glitter, and, you know, the lights, and there's angels, and sometimes Jesus is seen on the platform with the preacher, and he's walking up and down the aisles, you know, in the in the meeting where the people are seated. All this kind of fantastic um, rhetoric and claims. And I remember one time uh, a person who worked in this particular Christian bookstore, she was telling me about, you know, one of these meetings where all this incredible stuff was happening. And she said, and then all of a sudden... You know, someone pulled out a video camera to get it on on tape. And the minute that the pastor saw that, he raised his hand and he said, stop. And all the heavenly manifestations just ceased. And I asked her, and she didn't know how to answer this. I said, well, why would he do that? If you're having all these miraculous manifestations of God in your religious meeting, wouldn't you want to show the rest of the world or people that are interested that, hey, this is real. Something's happening in our meetings that's supernatural. Something's happening in our meetings that's, you know, holy and sacred and from God. Why would he say stop? Why would he want to keep that a secret? And she just looked at me with eyes the size of, you know, half dollar. She she couldn't answer. But these are the things evangelicalism is rehearsed over and over. You know, the, the very famous preachers, the, the small town preachers. And when I walked away from all that, I said, it's it's going to implode. Because I see this thing getting more and more fantastic the claims i see it getting more and more uh, fanatical in its teachings i'm seeing a lot of evangelicals and people that i knew that were evangelicals becoming more and more judgmental more and more close-minded more and more hateful toward other people judgmental and I said, all of this is going to fall like a house of straw. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. And it did. And it is right now. Because this thing has reached a fever pitch. And we're going we're gonna to talk about how the fall and why the fall and why this is affecting so many other people right now across the world, but we we need this kind of backdrop because I, I lived through this. I was a part of this movement. And I sat and I talked to people and I talked to pastors and I shared my heart saying, I don't know. You know, something doesn't feel right. I'm not, 
I'm not a prophet. I'm not a messenger from God, but something in my heart doesn't feel right. And I was told, you know, asked, are you really saved? Do you really have the Holy Spirit? Why are you questioning these things? You know, maybe you need to come to church more. Maybe you should have hands laid on you and see if, you know, you're being demonically uh, oppressed. You know, there was every excuse in the book. But these individuals never looked at themselves and said, geez, maybe some of the people that are questioning are right. Maybe we are going too far. And see, ladies and gentlemen, I give you that backstory because it's very important. Because there were people, not just me, but a number of people that left the evangelical community. They became very disenchanted with it. It was becoming too judgmental. It was becoming too fantastic. Or maybe they themselves were judged by, you know, for asking questions. And see, a lot of what we're seeing today in the conspiracy movements, the conspiracy cults, as I call, call them, because we see in those things a lot of religion mixed with the conspiracy theories. Now, these individuals, most of them, not all, but a lot of them, are individuals who came out of the evangelical movement. And they were looking for their next spiritual home. They were kind of like nomads for a while, seeking truth. Where is God? Where is Christ? Where do I find my spiritual home? And little by little they found, because it, 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 was, it wasn't such a leap we have to understand this, and we're going to get to the chasing after dreams, visions, and prophecies and all that in just a moment, but we need this backdrop to understand what, what we're talking about here. It wasn't such a leap for these former evangelicals and even many people that are uh, in the evangelical community because we were trained to always look for the end of the world, the rapture. The devil was everywhere, you know. He would come through our TVs if we watched a horror movie. He would come, demons would come from miles away if we listened to secular rock music or even Christian rock music. You know, if we read a book that wasn't Christian, you know, it would pollute our minds and, and bring demonic oppression. You know, so the devil was everywhere. And we were always looking for the Antichrist and the rapture and the end times. So it wasn't such a far jump for some of these folks to start seeing the devil and the politicians, the evil Democrats with their underground child pornography ring and cannibalism and all this crazy stuff that there's no proof of it. I mean, if you believe that, you know, Democrats, you know, are, are hanging out in dark rooms drinking the blood of infants, uh, it's just not so. But you see, it's not such a far jump that the devil is everywhere and now, oh, you know, we're looking for the Antichrist all the time. Our politicians belong to sat satanic cults. Our politicians, you know, are drinking the blood of babies. 
oh, nothing is as it seems. This whole world is a hoax and a matrix and a lie. And everything you know and thought you knew is a lie. And it just spiraled and spiraled and spiraled. And it got way out of control. So in a nutshell, evangelical Christianity really did give birth to the Christian religious conspiracy cults that we're seeing all over the world today. And some of them are former evangelicals, and some of them are still in the evangelical community, because, as I said, it's not such a far leap from the Antichrist and the devil and the demons and all of the end times to seeing the world through that lens, but in a slightly different way. You know, the big lie of Satan is everywhere. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people in government, in our government, who would like to uh, take control of all of the resources, take control of the government, change the way things are done in the United States, change the way things are done all over the world. Yes, that's out there. But it's not quite the science fiction movie that a lot of these conspiracy cults make it out to be. They, in fact, make what is real start to lose credibility through all of the outrageous claims and fanatical behavior. People see something like that and they say, it all must be a bunch of hooey. It all must not be true. It's just crazy conspiracy people because look Look at those individuals. Look how they act. They almost seem like they're certifiable. You know, we, we're not going to believe that. That's crazy. So anything that might be true starts to lose credibility very quickly. But now what does all this have to do with dreams and visions and prophecies? Well, the evangelical movement, as I said earlier, was very big in that sort of thing. I had a dream. The Lord showed me in a dream. The Lord showed me in a vision. Everybody was a prophet. The Lord showed me what's going to happen to the United States. The Lord showed me what's going to happen in the stock market. The Lord showed me what's going to happen all across the world. The Lord showed me what's going to happen if this person is elected and not this one. They've been saying it for years, and they're still saying it. But now the thing of it is, that kind of voice has a bigger platform. We have people all over the internet mimicking that behavior, mimicking those claims. Some of them are internet pastors, internet prophets. Some of them are ministers in churches and pastors. And of course, the bigger name uh, televangelists and preachers, they're all on there. God gave me a dream. God gave me a vision. Thus saith the Lord. And how many of them have proven to be false? It's one of the things I noticed and one of the things I took with a grain of salt, even when I was in evangelicalism, was their prophecies. Because all of them not one. I've, I didn't hear one prophecy 
that ever came to pass from any of them. Whether it was a local minister or someone on TV. People's dreams, not one of them came to pass. Now, again, I'm not saying those things don't happen because, yes, we all get intuitions and discernments. And sometimes uh, we do get dreams that actually uh, have a message and things kind of play out in life uh, as we saw in the dream. It happens. Does it happen every day? I mean, because most of these people claim they're having a dream or a vision from God uh, every day or one a week. They're on the internet. The Lord showed me another dream. The Lord showed me another vision. And see, now this kind of thing is taking off like a wildfire that's out of control. And it's taking off like a wildfire that's out of control. And it held the audience in in the evangelical community years ago and now because people are seeking. People want proof of God in their lives. People want something more than this world has to offer. We all have problems in this world. We all suffer in this world. There's all things we come up against in this world. Many people feel hopeless, helpless, alone. They feel like it's them against the world. So when you have people saying, oh, you know, the Lord spoke to me and he showed me. People want to put hope in that. And that's understandable. But it's not something that we should be running after and seeking all the time, especially when we see it fail. We saw the predictions of QAnon fail time and time and time again, but people are still holding on. Why? I know it's not easy to let go of something that we put years or months into and it got the adrenaline pumping and it gave us hope and it made us feel like it wasn't just us against the world i understand it's hard to let go of those kinds of things but if you're going to be religious if you're going to be spiritual if you're going to be a seeker of the divine spirit You have to let the evidence speak for itself. And you have to be honest with yourself. You have to look at all of the failed prophecies and know these people, they failed you. They failed the people that were following them. All of the people all over the internet, Sid Roth, Who is the other guy? Morris uh, Murillo or something like that. All these different prophets that Sid Roth had on his show. Talking about, oh, Donald Trump's going to get a second term. Oh, all this is going to happen in America. Oh, there's going to be this big reset. And they failed. They were speaking from their own emotions and their own desires. 
They were not uttering things from God. If they were, it would have come to pass. People like Paula White, Kenneth Copeland, countless others. I mean, turn on the internet and and, and look up 2020 prophecy or 2020 election prophecy, and you'll find hundreds, thousands, from big-name preachers to little internet guys with a YouTube channel saying, the Lord showed me another dream. But it all failed. It all fell to the ground and came to naught. And this is why we have to un- we have to be honest with ourselves and understand these people failed, and we, you know we don't want to hang on to something like that because they will fail you again. Many people are already losing their faith. Even Sid Roth had a thing the other week where he said. You know, he admits he was wrong about the Trump prophecies, but he still believes the prophets. And there's so many people that have contacted him and said, you know, I'm struggling with my faith. I'm losing my faith. These people are shipwrecking other people's faith based on their lies, based on their fanaticism, based on false prophecies. How are they going to answer when they stand before God? They've destroyed many people's faith, and there are many more to come. Because you, if you look at these people, if you still look at these people that are hanging on to QAnon and conspiracies and these religious conspiracies, how angry they are. They're ready to become domestic terrorist groups, just as I said they would over a year ago. You can't be that angry. You can't be that self-destructive. You can't be that destructive toward other people and expect that your faith is going to prevail or be lasting. It's going to crumble. It's going to fall apart. It's going to shatter. So a lot of people already lost their faith, but there's a lot more that's coming. And through that process, we're going to see a lot of people go through depression, anxiety, nervous breakdowns, mental breaks. We're going to see a lot of people going on medication, a lot of people being, uh, you know, being in the institutions for a period of time. That may sound funny, but it's coming. You can't continue that path of lie and fantasy and hatred and anger and destruction and not eventually hit the wall where everything falls apart or you hang on to it so tightly that you become so filled with the hatred and the rage 
and the bigotry and the violence that there's nothing left of faith anymore. You're just a monster who does want to get involved in militias and domestic terrorism. Planting pipe bombs around the, the capital, looking to hang people, looking to trap people in hallways and tunnels and gas them to death, or whatever it is you're going to do. And there's nothing of faith or love or peace that's left. There is nowhere in the Bible, in the New Testament, there is nowhere in the Jewish scriptures, there is nowhere in the Quran that tells people that they need to go running and seeking after dreams, visions, and prophecies. Nowhere. People have been misled, people have been misguided, people have been lied to, and you might be one of them. And I'm not here judging anybody or putting anybody down. I'm here saying this as someone who actually gives a crap to say, you have to let this go. Don't let yourself go down that road where you completely lose yourself and your faith. Lose your faith in the people that lied to you, but don't lose your faith in God. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Don't look for another group. Don't look for another religion to become a part of, to tell you what the truth is. You don't need any of that. This is always where religion leads. When you have a group or an organization or a man who's leading people, I'm your shepherd, I'm your pastor, I'm your priest, I'm your leader, I'm your source of all the true information that you'll ever need, this is where it leads to. It always ends badly. And sometimes people even end up, unfortunately, dying for groups like this. Don't let it be you. You know, people have asked me in the past, well, you came out of evangelicalism. You know, you said you had a hard time, and I did. When I broke away, I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of post-traumatic stress, a lot of religious post-traumatic stress. I didn't know whether I was doing the right thing or the wrong thing. For a while, I didn't know. But there's one thing I hung on to that proved to be right. And that is even through that journey through evangelical Christianity and all the doctrines and all the things that I heard and saw, I trusted more what was in my heart. Because for those of you who, who don't know my story, I know there's, there's new people listening to the show on some of the uh, podcast platforms, I have a remembrance of being very young. I'm, I'm talking literally three, four, five years old. 
always having this sense that there was a greater force around me, leading me, guiding me like it was my friend. I would talk to it. And I grew up, you know, I I later was introduced to this concept of God uh, by my grandparents, and it just resonated with me. Yes, God, that's, that's the presence I feel around me. That's that loving presence, that guiding and guarding presence. I had this notion as a very little kid, and my parents weren't religious, that we all came from somewhere else, somewhere better than this world, and one day we will all return there. And later my parents got religion, and that kind of got lost. It got buried. I tried to hold on to it. And for the most part, it was always kind of there. And that's that's the part of me when I saw evangelicals, you know, making the prophecies and the crazy doctrines and the dogmas and, you know, standing up there, you know, talking in tongues and saying everybody must do this to be to prove that they're really spirit-filled and that just that something in my heart said, don't believe that. Be careful. Doesn't mean I'm a prophet. Doesn't mean I'm smarter and better than anybody else. I just had a discernment, and I feel that that discernment came through hanging on to that ultimate trust of that divine presence around me and within me. And it's always proven right. And it's, again, not that I'm so smart, not that I'm a prophet, not that I'm anybody that anybody needs to follow. I mean, I'm, I'm a human being. I've been wrong. But when I get those intuitions and that discernment, like when I said this whole conspiracy thing is going to go off the rails and when something bad does happen, they're going to be more of a detriment to the rest of us than a help. COVID came, and that certainly came to pass. I said this movement is causing spiritual and psychological damage to people, and many of them, when all is said and done, are likely to become domestic terrorists. And they are. How did I know that? Is it because I'm smarter than everybody else? Is it because I'm a prophet? Is it because, you know... I'm anointed and God showed me in a dream? No. There's one principle that I follow and tried to follow all of my life. And thank God I've uncovered more of that uh, since getting away from religion and, you know, evangelicalism. And that's just following the love and the presence of God in my heart. Not doctrines, not not dogmas, not men who claim to be prophets and pastors and seers and, you know, claiming they're having meetings where angels are flying around the auditorium and Jesus is walking up and down the aisles. Not following any of that. Not being bullied or scared by any of that. Or feeling like, oh boy, I better believe in that because what if I'm wrong and what if they're right? I might get left behind. I might not make it into heaven. And that's a real thing that people feel. 
And we have to be careful of that too. Feeling like we have to believe these people because, oh my God, what if they're right? I don't want to be, you know, an outcast or a throwaway where God says, sorry, you missed the boat. But anything that makes you feel that way, that's not from God either. That is either from darker forces or, most of the time, darker forces and agendas in the minds and hearts of men who are looking to control you for power or financial purposes. That kind of feeling, that kind of, I'm afraid, so maybe I better believe, that is never from God. And so holding on to that, for me, holding on to that inner presence, that inner love, knowing that God is love and peace and compassionate and merciful and good, has just given me a discernment when I can feel in my heart when something isn't right. And I always trust that. And I don't think it's... In fact, I can say with, with certainty, it's never steered me wrong. When push came to shove and there was a decision to make, prophecies being made, movements being started... So many people flooding to these movements and saying, oh, you're stupid, you're lost, you're not saved, you're a sheep, you're lost, you, you don't have the truth. If you're not following us, and my heart would say, don't follow. You may feel pressured to want to follow because everybody's doing it, everybody's heading in that direction, but don't you do it. And so I always stayed back, and I watched and saw the prophecies fall. I've watched the movements implode on themselves. I've watched people in those movements struggle with their faith, lose their faith, break down emotionally because everything they put their hope in and their trust in and their faith in was gone, and it proved to be untrue, because their faith was in other things, dreams, visions, prophecies, people, movements, pastors, priests, and that's not where our faith is supposed to be. Our faith is supposed to be in God and God alone. And that discernment, that inner compass, that knowing, we all have it. I'm not special. You don't need me to be, uh, you know, your guru to tell you how to be like me, how to wake up. It's all there. It's in you. And all you have to do is brush all this other stuff away and just let it go. And say, okay, God, lead and speak. And know that anything that starts to lead you into anger, fear, fanaticism, judging others, hating others, all the stuff you see coming out of these movements, know that anything that starts leading you in any of those directions 
is not from God. Because God will always lead you in a way that makes you feel peaceful, makes you feel certain. And you will always know that when that little inner voice speaks, when all the prophecies are uttered and all the movements are going crazy and fanatical and ballistic, and that little voice inside you says, ah, 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 don't follow that, you're not going to be worried. You're not going to be afraid. You're not going to be on the sidelines sweating bullets going, oh my God. Are they right and I'm wrong? Should I, you know, jump in all the melee and join in with everybody else? You're not going to you're not going to have that kind of fear and anxiety because that little inner voice, that little inner guidance, that discernment and intuition, you're just good. you're just going to know. You know that feeling. You know it's God speaking and you know it's right. So you're not there biting your fingernails down to the quick going, oh my God, what if, I, what if I'm wrong, not running after everybody else? But see, that's the part that takes a little bit of training, a little bit of getting used to. Because the world chases after all this fanaticism all the time in religion. Not everybody, but a lot of people. And it's easy to get caught up in that. So when you have that little voice that says, no, you know, you might be nervous at first, but then you'll realize it was right. And then the next time it was right again. And then it was right again. Little things in your life and little things you see playing out on the world scene, you'll begin to realize, geez, that, that little discernment was right. And you come to a place where you're just peaceful. And relaxed because you know. And then you begin to have those insights where you look at things and say, this is not of God. This is going to become domestic terrorism. These prophecies are not going to come to pass. QAnon is full of, you know, I won't say it here uh, <laughs> in the show, but you get the picture. Because you'll just know. You will discern and you will know. And many people will mock and many people will tell you that you are wrong. Many people will tell you that you are stupid. But you'll know as assuredly you have what they're chasing after and all the fanaticism. You have that inner certainty. You have that peace. You have that little inner voice that guides you in truth. Not that you're never wrong. You know, sometimes our own our own feelings and judgments get in, get in the way, and we second guess ourselves. We make mistakes, of course. But you'll be able to look at the bigger picture and say, "I've I have what these people are are seeking for," because that intuition, that discernment. Every time I've really listened, it's always right. And I begin to see things the way they really are, whether other people listen or not. And you don't become arrogant about it either. It's always a very humbling feeling, like, look at those stupid people. They should be over here learning from me. You, ne you, never, you never take that attitude 
like you're somebody better. But you sincerely love others and you want better for them. You want to grab everybody by the shirt tail and say, hey, wait a minute. I, I don't have all the answers, but I think I have an inkling and a spark of, of what you're all looking for in this movement and fanaticism and chasing after the dreams and the prophecies and the, you know, all of that sort of thing. Hold up and wait a minute. So if that's you, you know, and you've been chasing after all this stuff and you're feeling frustrated and angry and lost, don't let that destroy your faith. Just brush it all away and realize what let you down and what damaged your faith are the concepts, behaviors, and teachings of men, not the true presence of God which is peace and love and discernment and just, you know that you know. So I hope all of this was helpful to somebody out there today. I think this is a discussion we could go on another 40 minutes with, but uh, unfortunately uh, we don't have time. If this is a podcast that does well and it resonates with people, uh, drop me a line, an email, a comment. Uh, My email will be in the podcast description. Let me know and, you know, I'll I'll continue this discussion throughout the week and, uh, you know, maybe touch on other aspects of it because I think this is so important right now. You know, people are really just coming apart at the seams and I think a lot of folks are lost. And they're lost because they've been following the directions of false teachers, false prophets, false politicians, false conspiracy cults that say they have the truth and they don't. It's time we all got back to what the truth really is. And that's the peaceful, loving, guiding presence within. I thank you for listening. Again, I hope this was helpful to someone out there today. I appreciate it that you uh, tune in and hear what I have to say. Stay safe. Stay well. And uh, maybe it's time to start doing some house cleaning in our own minds and our own hearts. I'll see you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast.